Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. stand once again. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to the book of Genesis. I was going to play my harmonicas, but the pastor kind of threw me off there. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The book of Genesis, chapter number 19. And I do bring you greetings in that beautiful name of Jesus. What a beautiful song. And what a beautiful name it is. I said, what a beautiful name it is. Thank you, Jesus. The book of Genesis, chapter number 19. The brother that was next to me here on the platform, he saw the Bible, says Santa Biblia. He said, man, I wouldn't want to make a mistake and take that to the pulpit. I wouldn't know what to do. I said, well, that's bilingual. It's a bilingual Bible. Thank you, Jesus. All right, the book of Genesis, chapter number 19. And let's start with verse number 9 in Jesus' name. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came into sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man even Lot, and came near to break the door. Verse number 10. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut to the door. Verse 11. And they smote the men that were at the front of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. Verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides? Son-in-law, and thy sons and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. Wow. Would you place your Bible in your beautiful pew? Hallelujah. And if it's appropriate, would you take your neighbor's hand? I'll ask the pastor to come in the name of Jesus. I do believe the Lord has given me a message, amen, for this service and for your life. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, we're going to get down to business. Right now, we bind every opposing power. We bind every opposing force. We bring them down in the name of Jesus under our feet.
And, oh, God, we loose. Come on, church, help me out here today. We loose the virtues of your name, virtues of your blood, virtues of your spirit. Your word is not bound in the name of Jesus. Pray you take us deep today, oh, God. Take us beyond the shallows, oh, Lord. Pray the spirit of urgency, God, would grip us, would arrest our minds, our hearts, our Lord, that you would fill every human being with the Holy Ghost in this service today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Clap your hands unto the Lord, all you people. We can do a little bit better than that. Hallelujah. Give them a little bit more. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. Amen. You may be seated. The narrator here relates to us a scene wherein two angels of God have been sent to a city. Aren't you glad that God sent someone to your city? Aren't you glad that God sent someone to your life? These angels were sent, of course, by God. They came into the city of Sodom. And they came to the house of a man named Lot, nephew of Abraham. These angels were on a mission. They were on a, a mission of warning and a mission of salvation. Number three, they were on a mission. They would be in the last part of their mission, and a mission of judgment. I believe that God has commissioned the church. We're on a mission. I said, we're on a mission, but time is running out. The last grains of the hourglass are trickling down, and the churches are getting ready to go home. Hallelujah. I said, time is running out. We're at sunset. I said, we're in the final hour. We're in the 12th hour, the final stage, and the church has got to be alert in this final hour. These angels, they were not nonchalant. These angels were in a mode and disposition of extreme urgency. And these angels informed this man. The reason why that they had went to this man is because there was someone on the other side of the valley that had been interceding for them. Hallelujah. You know, missionaries, many people talk about deputation and how they wish that we would not have to be on deputation. And yes, in some cases, some aspects I would concur. However, when a man and a woman arrive in a nation of tens of millions of people, where there is no flag of the name placed and flying in the wind. 
How is it that that couple can shake a nation of tens of millions of people? I'll tell you how. It's by the backup of prayers on the north side. Hallelujah. I want to thank you for praying for the mission field. Would you lift up your hands right now? I want to bless you in the name of Jesus. May the blessings of God with great harvest of souls. Hallelujah. Move upon this people. Flow into the granary of this church for what you have invested on other fields. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. God will not be mocked. What you have sown on foreign fields, you shall even reap here locally. But yes, the angels brought the warnings. They told Lot to warn his family. And he did. He went to them. But I want you to notice this question that was directed to Lot. They said, Hast thou here any besides? Is there anyone else than what I and my partner see here in your home? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? And yes, he went to the others to give them the warning, but they would not listen. But I see something very profound in this interrogative of these angels. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? You see, there were thousands of people in just a few hours that would be destroyed. And the angelic message is, is there anyone else that we can save from this judgment? Is there anyone else? If there's anyone else, I need you to warn them. I need you to speak to them. Is there anyone else? You see, out of the thousands of people that were in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, only four people would get out with their lives. Only four people would escape from the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Only four people. And when they did escape, the angel said, now don't look back. Do not look back. And as they were racing out of the city, as they were escaping from the judgment, there was something in the heart, in the mind of Lot's wife that constrained her, that called for her, that pulled on her to turn back, to turn around and to turn back. I remember one of the times that we have been in the Middle East. We were in Israel. We were driving in the south. And someone said, look up to the right. And we looked up, and on the hill there was a pillar, a massive pillar of salt in the topography of that area. He said, they, they, custom says, tradition says, that is Lot's wife. 
Because the Bible tells us that when she turned back toward the city of Sodom, she was converted. She was changed into a pillar of salt. Friend of mine, when God takes you out of a place of judgment, and that per- if, if you would turn back and turn around, your life would not get any better. Your life will become pure salt. Oh, may the grace of God keep us as we're marching toward the promise, the promised city, the heavenly city. She turned around, and that left only three survivors from the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. The angel had asked, is there anybody else that we can save? Is there anybody else that we can pull out of judgment? Is there anybody else? I've got a question for you today, my friend. I don't know you. You don't know me, but the Lord gave me this message. I've never preached this message. But there is somebody here today that the Lord is asking, would you like to be that someone else? Is there someone else? I wish the church would help me preach a little bit around here. Hallelujah. Well, let you lift up your hands to the Lord. Oh, God, is there anybody else today before great judgment falls upon this generation that have murdered tens and hundreds of millions of babies? And Oh, my God, judgment is coming upon this generation. But is there anybody else that wants to be liberated? Is there anybody else that wants to escape the coming night? In the name of Jesus, would you lift up your voices a little bit higher? Would you increase your intensity? I'm pulling for someone's soul today. I'm reaching out to someone today. The Holy Ghost through this vessel of clay is reaching out, calling to you. Oh, precious God. Friend of mine, you need to get the attitude. That if only four people are going to be saved, that you're going to be one of them. You need to be determined in your heart. If there's only three or four that's going to reach the streets of glory, I'm going to be one of them. I wish somebody help me preach today. I said you need to be determined in your heart. I'm going to be baptized in that name. In that beautiful name. I need the Holy Ghost. That power is going to take us out of this world. Yes. Noah built that ark. Took him about a hundred years. Finally, it came to the day he finished. Put the last plank on. Put the last part of the of the protective seal on the inside and the outside. He just finished loading up all the food that God had told him to put in. The last animals had just moved into the ark. Everything was now in place. I want to tell you today, everything's in place. Amen. The fig tree is alive and well. Amen. The nation of Israel is alive and potent and powerful. Jerusalem is the capital city of Israel. (laughs) Friend of mine, that ought to wake up the church. I said it ought to wake up the church. Everything's in place. The church is getting ready to go home. The church is getting ready to get out of this world. Hallelujah. 
Yes. And then the Lord spoke to Noah. He said, come. That reminds me of Revelation chapter 4, which proceeds chapters 2 and 3, which is the church age. After this, after what? After the finishing of the church age, I heard a voice. And the Bible speaks about a voice. It's the voice of an archangel. Then he said, I heard a trump of God. And that's what it says also in Thessalonians, with the trump of God. Hallelujah. He saw a door that was opened in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Matthew chapter 25 speaks about a door that the virgin bride is going to go through. And the voice said, come on up here. <laughs> come on up. Amen. And the Lord spoke to Noah and said, come, you and all of your family, come into the ark. Come in. Come in. That means that Jesus, our God, was waiting for them inside the ark. Thank you, Jesus. Come in, for I have seen you righteous in this generation. The Lord has a church in this generation. I said the Lord does have a church in this generation. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's church looks different than other churches. Amen. This church is a virgin church. This is an unadulterated church. This is the church has entered into name covenant with the bridegroom. There's only one way you get into that name covenant. You've got to be baptized in the name of the bridegroom. Hallelujah. I said you've got to be baptized in the name of the bridegroom. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Would you stretch out your hands once again? God, I pray for a spirit of intensity. Oh, God. Spirit of urgency, God, would be fused into the ethic of the body. A new increase of intensity. Would you stretch out your hands? The Bible does say that the prophet stretched himself. Would you stretch your voice a little bit? Oh, God. Oh, God, that you would mark those that sigh and cry. Oh, God, we're reaching for someone today. Is there someone else that wants to get in? Is there someone else that wants to get ready? They went up into that ark. Noah, his wife, the three children, and their wives. Something very interesting in the text. They got in just like they were told to do. But the door stayed open. I said the door stayed open. Stayed open one day. And no one else came in. I can hear Noah and his family talking. Will there be anybody else that will decide to come in? Will there be someone else before the door is shut? When is the door going to be shut? And hear Noah say, I don't know. All I know is that God said, go in. And we're in. And while we're in, we're staying in. We ain't going out until God says, go out. I said, we ain't going out. We're staying in. 
Hallelujah. Anybody determined to stay inside the ark of salvation? Oh, yes. Stay in. Don't move out. Stay in. It's the final hour. It's the final stage. Two days. You can hear the son saying, and I wonder, my friends out there that I spoke to, I wonder if they're going to come in. Surely they're going to come in. I've warned them over and over again. I've showed them. I've told them what God told you. Is there anybody else that will come today? Third day. Doesn't look like anybody's interested. In fact, they're mocking us. Can you hear them on the outside? Fourth day. Something begins to change inside of the ark. Reality hits Noah's family. This is it. They said something. They discerned something in their spirit. Just like dad has warned the whole world for a hundred years. It's going to rain. Judgment is coming. They begin to feel the closeness of it. And I don't know about you, my brother and my sister, but I can feel impending judgment. Oh, God. But the church is not appointed to wrath. The church is appointed to a heavenly city. Our citizenship is not here on earth. We're not earth dwellers. We're heaven dwellers. We're just a passing through. Hallelujah. I said we're just a passing through. We've got a hole far beyond these skies of the first heaven. Fifth day. Is there anyone else? Sixth day. Is there anyone else? That intensity must grow in the final hour. I said that intensity must Increase in the final hour. One more time, lift up those hands, if you will. Begin to pray. Begin to pray for that person that the Lord is speaking to. That person, that other person. Is there anyone else besides? Oh, God. Is there anyone else? Oh, if I could hear some prayers right now. Some profound and intense prayers. Is there anyone else? I imagine knowing all his his understanding of how God works. I can imagine. It's not in the text, but I can just imagine Noah. He said, we need to pray. <laughs> we need to pray. It's the, I feel it's the final day. It's the final stage. Hallelujah. How many sense that we're approaching that final? We are in the final. Yes, yes. Yes. And after that seventh day, the Lord shut the door. I said the Lord shut the door. The door was open. Not so more animals could get in. The door was open for that someone else. 
And the Lord has let that door open one more day for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Would you lift up those hands? Yes, Jesus. There's someone that you have left the door open for. Oh, my God. Keep praying. Keep praying, church. Keep praying. Keep praying. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? I'm reaching for someone today. Hallelujah. I remember when we were taking missions into South America, my wife and I and our daughter, we flew 20 hours to get to the capital city of Peru. We got there. We took a plane into the Amazon jungle. And uh, we arrived in the heart of the jungle. We got off the plane, and the little pastor, Brother Soso, was waiting for us. He said, Hermano Dominguez, yo tenemos que subir un barco porque vamos a viajar muy lejos. He said, Brother Dominguez, we're going to have to get on a boat. We're going to have to travel very far. He said, we're going to have to travel 15 hours down the river to get to this village. I said, okay, brother. And I said, you got anything to eat around here? <laughs> well, there wasn't much to eat. But we rested a couple hours. We got our stuff. We got up on that old rickety old I don't know what you would call it. It's not a boat, barge, people and all their different animals and belongings and food. And we got to traveling down the river. And the mosquitoes, wow, you thought you had mosquitoes in Florida. Down there, the mosquitoes sing, there's nothing but the blood. And they sing day and night. And it's serious business. Before you go into the Amazon, you have to get Shots for yellow fever, typhoid fever, hepatitis. Take uh, anti-malaria pills. But when the Lord says go, you go. And uh, We traveled 15 hours down those rivers, and we got there. And I guess they hardly ever seen a white woman, and they sure got but they give a lot of attention to my wife. <laughs> it was quite uh, quite interesting. Traveled 40 hours to get to Requena. We got there. Of course, there wasn't much to eat, so we had crocodile. We had crocodile for dinner. And uh, we got on a motorcycle. Yes, the three of us, we got on a motorcycle. And we got to the place where there were hungry people. No, they didn't have carpet. Didn't have a concrete floor. It was mud. They didn't have a platform. It was out of adobe brick. But in those three days in Rakana, we saw so many people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So many people delivered from demonic powers. Because the Lord said, is there anybody else? Is there anybody else?
There is someone else, and I believe that person is you today. Would you lift up your hands to the Lord? Yes, God. Oh, yes, Father. Yes, precious God. Would you stand with me this morning? I remember in the capital city of Peru, over 10 million, over 10 million people. I preached in that, that barrio of Bitarte many times through the years. And uh, I was on the platform as service began. And people had just stood and began to sing as they entered into the service. Then I saw something that I'd never seen before. I never even imagined what I was about to see, Pastor Boyd. You see, coming down the middle aisle, coming through the doors of that church in the barrio, a man came in. This man, he had no legs. He had two feet, but he had no legs. Very clearly, he was born with that deformity. He had two feet, but he had no legs. And I knew he was brand new because, like I said, I had been there many times. And I watched him. And as he began to propel himself forward. See, without legs, you can't move forward. He would stretch forth a hand, and then he would move himself, pop himself forward for the next step. And as he would reach out those hands, I noticed those hands, they were full of blisters. They were marred with blood. They were filthy. He had walked to church that day with his hands. He came to church. When I saw him, I was moved. I was totally moved. And I said, oh, God, if you could fill that man with the Holy Ghost, that would make all the difference. And I watched him. He came all the way down, came to the second row right there. He popped himself up on that wooden pew. And then I saw him lift up his hands. Those broken hands, marred and scarred and callous, filthy hands. But those hands were holy hands. Those hands are stretched out to the master, stretched out to the Savior of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Preached the word of God to those people that day. And he moved forward at the invitation. I gave the instructions on how to receive the Holy Ghost. Said, yes, Zacchaeus received the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Said that to say this. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter with, with what you have come with. Doesn't matter what they said about you. God said, Is there anyone else? Is there someone else? Would you lift up those hands to the Master? <laughs> Is there anybody else today? Is there someone else that wants to get right with God? 
Is there someone else that wants to be baptized in the name of Jesus? Is there someone else that wants to receive the Holy Ghost? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.